You are listening to Smart Women's Dating Podcast, episode number 40. Welcome to Smart Women's Dating Podcast. I am your host, certified life coach Lærke Nielsen, and I help smart, independent women attract the love they deeply desire without having to chase or settle. This podcast will give you the mindset, tools, and insights you need to finally crack the code to your love life. Are you ready? Then let's go. Hey friend, how are you? Can you believe the summer is officially over and it's still this hot? Here in Paris, as I'm recording this episode, it's 33 degrees Celsius, which is a lot when you don't have air condition and you live right under the roof. I hope you're in a cooler and more fresh place right now. Anyways, I wanted to address a concern that I sometimes hear against feminine energy. And I want to address that because I get the reason why you might have this concern. Now, if you're wondering what is she talking about, what is feminine energy, I would recommend you to go back to episode 6, 10 and 38 and listen there to get the basics of what I'm talking about when I talk about feminine energy. So the concern that I hear about feminine energy is that some of you think it equals playing games, so to speak. And I wanted to offer a different perspective to you so that you might be able to see it differently and get a new nuance to it and then decide if you still want to have this concern, which of course is your choice. This particularly shows up when we talk about leaning back and letting the man take lead in the beginning and it also shows up when we talk about not being overly available. And before we dive into it, I just want to say that I'm not on a mission to make everyone a fan of empowered feminine energy. You are totally free to have your opinions. For some women, this doesn't feel right and that is okay. But you might want to get curious about why it doesn't feel right. What are the interpretations that make you feel resistance? And what is really behind that? And you also might want to ask yourself if what you are currently doing feels better and if it works better for you. So this episode is not going to be so much about concrete tools as I normally offer in the podcast. It's more a reflection of what does playing games mean and why shifting your energy to feminine is not, in my opinion, playing games. And then at the end, I'm going to share with you some examples of what I do consider to be playing games and that I do not recommend you to do. I want to start by reflecting a bit on what it even means to be playing games. To me, this has a flavor of manipulation, intentionally trying to trick someone or show up inauthentically with the purpose of getting a certain response from the other person. When you play a game, you're not being yourself and you're not being honest. Maybe you are not directly lying, but you might be hiding things from the person that you play the game with. In my book, there's a huge difference between doing that and then shifting a behavior that isn't working well for you because it's draining you and it isn't giving you the results that you want. And then you choose a new behavior that is not dishonest or harmful in any way to others. And so it might seem that it's against your nature because it's a behavior that is the opposite of what you normally do. But that is just a question of habit. It's not necessarily against your nature. So I know this might seem a bit abstract, so I'm going to give you an example here. Imagine you go into a shop and there's a salesperson who is really eager to sell you a lot of stuff in this shop. This actually happened to me the other day. 
I was trying on a dress and the saleswoman kept coming into the dressing room with sweaters, belts, handbags and shoes just because she wanted me to try it all with the dress and of course potentially buy it. And I was just not interested. It actually felt quite annoying that she kept offering me things I didn't want and that I had to kindly and patiently explain to her that it wasn't something I felt like trying just now. At some point, I was so fed up with it that I was ready to leave the shop without buying anything, just because of that. And I'm not saying I would never be interested in any of the things had I had a chance to look at it quietly and in my own pace without someone pushing it onto me. Now, imagine that her manager would have told her to take it easy and back off a little bit, and she would have told her that the customer is not open to all this at once. And then imagine that the saleswoman would respond that this was her nature, and for her to stop doing it would be so inauthentic and like playing games with the customer, because she really wanted to sell a lot, so why hold back on that? Why not be honest about that? She would not feel true to herself if she didn't just keep suggesting things to try on. Would you then as a customer agree that she was playing games with you if she didn't try to push the sales forward? I think you get the point. And I just want to say there's no hidden agenda in this example of being from a shop. It's not because I'm trying to tell you that you have to sell yourself to someone. I just thought the example was very illustrative. So this saleswoman had a goal, an intention or a desire to sell as much as possible, and she used a certain behavior to try to achieve that goal. But it doesn't mean that her behavior was her authentic self or her true nature, right? Imagine that she learned some new ways of selling that would allow her to sell even more so that she actually achieved her goal. Then would she be more or less aligned with her authentic self? And if we go to the feminine energy principle of leaning back, which is when you stop being the one who's in charge in dating, you stop taking a lot of initiative to move things forward and instead you let the man take lead in the beginning. I sometimes hear women say, but it's my nature to be proactive, to take lead, to make things happen and not sit around and wait for others. So if I don't do that in dating, I will be playing games. And here I want you to see the difference between your goal or intention and then the behavior. Your behavior is motivated by the goal or the desire behind the goal, and that is coming from your authentic self. The behavior is just a path or a tool to get to the destination. It's not the destination itself. And what you want to get curious about is not the behavior itself, but the motivation driving it. So when it comes to leaning back in dating, then the act of taking lead and taking initiative, that is the behavior. But behind that, there's of course an intention. And this could be that you want to move things forward with a man. You want to develop the connection. And this could be driven by a feeling such as desire. You desire to develop the connection. It could also be driven by fear. Fear that if you don't take initiative, then things will not move forward or they will not move forward as fast as you want them to. So whether you're driven by desire or fear or both, this can lead you to reach out and take initiative as a behavior that you believe will get you the result, achieve the goal, which is to develop the connection or maybe also try to take control of the situation. But that is because you've learned that in order to make things happen, you need to take lead and that can be working really great in other areas of life. Now, if it's working for you in dating, there's no need to change that, of course. 
but you want to ask yourself, how well is it working? Do you get the result, the connection that you want? Do you feel good in dating? Is it a behavior that you want to keep? And when it comes to the desire of having control, and let me just say, I would love to offer you a strategy that gives you 100% control of another human being. I would love to have that myself, but unfortunately, this does not exist. We think we can take control, but you can never take control of the other person. So even if he agrees to go on a number of dates with you, to hang out with your friends and meet your family, maybe go on a weekend trip with you when you organize it, you have no control over his feelings and what he sees in the future with you. So ask yourself if it's smart. Does it feel empowered to do all the hard work and almost chase a man who might not even be interested in the long run, only for you to realize that much later because you were compensating for his lack of initiative so you didn't see that he actually didn't make an effort? And if your answer is, no, it's not working for me, I feel drained in dating, I keep ending up with passive men, I don't get the result I want, and I do want to attract a man who can take some initiative. Then the question is, what is another behavior that you can have that is also aligned with the intention of developing the connection with this man? And can you shift this behavior and still be aligned with your true authentic self? For instance, by showing him clearly and without a doubt that you really enjoy his company and you love it when he invites you out, and you are open to all his suggestions for where to go on the next date. This is very different from taking lead in the sense that here you are not trying to take control, here you are more attracting, or rather creating conditions for him to invite you out again. So whether he does that or not is of course not within our control, but you have created conditions for this to happen. And if you do that, would it then be inauthentic? And would it be playing games? Or would it be choosing a behavior that is actually more true to who you are and makes you more aligned with your desire because you stop taking action that works against you and blocks you from getting the result you want. The same considerations go for being overly available versus continue living your best life outside of dating. And what I mean by this is that it's super important that you stay connected with your normal activities and friends and so on, and don't cancel your life to be with this man you just met. That also means not hyper-focus on your phone all the time and answer him back 30 seconds after he sent you something. And if we just for a moment try to look at that specific example, answering messages right after receiving them. Here you might say again, it's my nature to answer straight away and not several hours later. But we all know that that is not really true. Nobody always answers all their messages 30 seconds after receiving them, unless they have nothing else to do. You do want to put away your phone and be present with your friends or family, for instance. And there are plenty of reasons for that. You stay more balanced emotionally when you keep doing the things that light you up outside of dating, as opposed to going all in only on dating. And you also avoid getting emotionally overinvested early on. And honestly, you do want to show this man that you have a life outside of dating, because you do. And pretending to always be available for him is actually not authentic. You're not going to be always available for him, even if you're in a relationship. You still have other things in your life. You should have, at least. And he might as well know that from the beginning. 
So here I would even argue that answering straight away is almost playing games, because it's not how you would normally do. It's also interesting here to look at why would you want to answer back fast. Of course, part of it is if you have this kind of ping pong chat or flirt going on, which can be a lot of fun, and it's only natural to be more alert to messages coming from the man you have a crush on than all the other ones. I'm not saying there's something wrong with wanting to check your phone all the time, I get that, but it doesn't mean you have to give in to that urge. And I want you to pay attention to your intention behind, because this behavior could also be driven by fear that if you don't answer straight away, he's going to lose interest. And this is a fear you want to address. This is the case. Are you interested in a man who loses interest in you that easily? And then there's also the aspect of distance and closeness, and that is a well-known phenomenon within psychology, that in a relationship, experiencing distance from time to time is part of what keeps the passion and attraction alive, and longing for the other person is not necessarily a bad thing. Of course, within certain limits, we're not talking about checking out of the relationship in ways that create distrust, but we do need distance sometimes to reconnect with our feelings and to miss the other person. And I do believe it partly translates into a dating context as well, even if it's early on. It's not a bad thing that a man gets to experience that you have a life that fills you up. That is in itself attractive to him. And it's also not so bad if he looks forward to, and maybe even longs a little bit, after your next message. So I hope it's clear to you that I do believe that acting from empowered feminine energy is not playing games. On the other hand, it is deconditioning or shifting your behavior when your current behavior is not working for you and you don't get the results you want. And I do believe that you become closer to being your authentic self when you still have the same intention, but you choose behaviors that can help you achieve your goals. Here at the end, to contrast it a bit, I want to share with you what I do consider to be playing games in dating. First of all, being hard to get like hesitating in showing your emotions because you don't want him to think that you are too eager, or not wanting to give him any compliments because you don't want him to get too full of himself, or you don't want to give compliments if he didn't do that with you first, even if you actually like him. This is a misunderstanding. You do want to show him your emotions if you like him and give him all the compliments. Let him feel good in your company, because why not? Don't try to be cool and sophisticated out of this idea that he might think you're too eager if you are warm and open. Always show your emotions to a man that you like. Another way of playing games could be being hot and cold, shifting between one and the other to make him feel insecure in the hope that he's going to invest even more effort into you. Or the final one that I want to mention here, using jealousy to get him hooked talk about other men or talk very intimately with other men in his presence or somehow insinuate that you could be snatched before his eyes if he doesn't make a move. Those are all things I consider to be playing games and that I will never recommend you to do. This would be trying to manipulate someone you actually like, which is a bit counterproductive, don't you think? So this is what I had to say about playing games and why feminine energy has nothing to do with that. And I hope you got a new perspective from this and you found it useful. And if you want to learn more about empowered feminine energy and how I can help you implement that in your dating life, you can book a free consult call with me on the link in the show notes 
And this is a call where we're going to chat about your situation and you get a feeling about what I can offer and if it's something you would be interested in. Thank you for listening in today. I'll be back again soon. Have a beautiful week and enjoy dating. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and you want to get support from a coach on your love journey, I invite you to book a free consult call with me. You will find the link in the show notes. And also, don't forget to subscribe and I would love it if you would rate and review this podcast and then you'll also help other women find it. 